I know we've been talking a lot about pitching, and for good reason. The Cardinals need it. But today, we're going to shift our focus to another area that might need a little bit of attention if they go and get all that pitching we think they're going to go for. The outfield. Yes, I said the outfield. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter, X, at J.D. Sports Radio, as well as the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. Want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube if you're looking for the visual side of this show. We do have that up on the YouTube. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe if you're going to stop by. That way you're around a little bit more, getting all the info about uh, what's going on with the Cardinals. Make sure you're commenting. We want you to be a part of the show. Interact with us. Hit the notification button. That way you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So today, got a couple of things I want to cover. Uh, we're going to get to the Gold Glove nominees, which were announced today by Rawlings. But I want to talk about another area that the Cardinals could use some help in. And that's the outfield. And I know we we talk about this. We're like, oh, my gosh. I, I thought we have too many outfielders. We've got a log jam of outfielders. You know, I, I thought that's what was going on. Well, on the surface, that's kind of true. But if you end up moving some of these outfielders to go and get the precious pitching that you're so short of, then that puts you in the market to possibly add an outfielder, okay? So as of right now, we've got, and we'll just go from left field across, uh, Tyler O'Neill, Lars Newbar, Jordan Walker, Dylan Carlson, Alec Burleson, Richie Palacios, Tommy Edmond, Brendan Donovan, and Juan Yepes. Those are like your top outfielders that played meaningful innings in the outfield last year. Not people who were uh, at AAA Memphis or could be moving up the system to AAA like uh, Victor Scott. We're not, we're not worried about them just yet. Let's just focus on the guys that we had on the field in 2023. Those guys, that's a lot of outfielders. That's a lot of people right there. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's nine dudes that played outfield this year. And I'm sure I'm missing one or two guys. I mean, we had uh, Mercado for a little bit, but they're not with the team anymore. But, you know, Yepes' future, let's start there. Yepes' future with the club, not exactly a bright one right now. He seems like a guy that probably needs a change of scenery, needs to be moved. He's got nowhere to play, all right? If his bat is going to play at the major league level, probably not going to be with the Cardinals anymore. So he's somebody that uh, can probably get moved. Donovan and Edmund, we're going to put them as utility guys. They did play outfield, but they also played a lot of infield as well. Uh, but they're not full-time outfielders as of right now. You know, there's an argument to be made on whether or not Tommy Edmond might be the center fielder next year. But for this particular podcast, we're going to say utility guy, not a full-time outfielder. We'll stick him on the infield for now. Same thing with Richie Palacios, who does outfield and second base. Kind of a utility guy going to play more outfielder outfield than he does but he's not one of your core starters okay he had to play at the end of the year because everybody was hurt 
And as much as we love them, I don't know if he's going to replicate the stuff that he did at the end of the year. I, I have no idea. So, um, but I, I think he deserves a roster spot. So he's at least going to get a chance, you know? So that brings us down to the, the core guys. You got Tyler O'Neill, Lars Newbar, Jordan Walker, Dylan Carlson, and Alec Burleson. Now, in my opinion, the only two that I'd guarantee that will be back with the club next year, and this is just my opinion. I, I, I haven't heard any different, but Jordan Walker, obviously. And I don't think they get rid of Lars Newbar. I think they they love the guy. I think they like Alec Burleson a lot. Uh, there's no issues there whatsoever. Injuries have derailed the careers of O'Neill and Carlson. But I think if um, a package had to be made and you tried to acquire some starting pitching, the likelihood of some of these outfielders getting moved is pretty high. And it, I think Newt and Walker are the guys that you're keeping around. And the other guys are all kind of trade bait at this moment. And depending on who they go after, maybe Newt gets thrown there as well. But I, I doubt it. So, um it's an area of strength and numbers for the Cardinals right now. The same could be said about your middle infielders with Wynn and Edmund and Donovan, Gorman and Palacios. But this is why you continue to see the names of Tommy Edmund and Brennan Donovan and trade ideas, because if you're going to use one of them to get a, a bona fide top three pitcher, you'd still be strong in the areas that they play. So if you subtracted an Edmund or a Donovan, yes, they're not quite as good, but you'd still, you've got depth there. And again, nobody wants to trade Tommy Edmund. Nobody wants to trade Brendan Donovan. We're not actively trying to get rid of these guys because there's something wrong with them. We know how valuable they are to this team, to this clubhouse. The guys love them. But if you're going to trade someone good to get someone good, those are two names that people who are going to make deals with, you're going to gravitate towards as guys that they'd want on their clubs. So if we agree that Newton Walker are safe and everyone is expendable, that means that you could find yourself in a need for an everyday starting outfielder, right? Humor me with this offseason. We, we're, we're trying to cover all the angles and possibilities here. We're trying to think outside the box a little bit. Can't talk about pitching every day. So once again, our guys over at RedbirdRants.com dropped an article discussing this very thing. They pointed out that the Cardinals were a minus one in war, according to uh, baseball reference, with the bulk of left field innings going to Tyler O'Neill, Alec Burleson playing the second most in left field, followed by Brendan Donovan and then Lars Newtbar, Jordan Walker, and Dylan Carlson filled in the remaining innings. Therefore, whatever left fielder is signed must be better than O'Neill and Burleson primarily. Should the team sign a center fielder, then the Cardinals would be pretty comfortable playing a combination of O'Neill, Newtbar, Carlson, Burleson, and left, depending on who is traded away. So what we're going to do today is put on our John Mosellock bow ties and pretend that we are trading away some of these guys for pitching. Then maybe we can dip into the market because this is something that could happen. The Cardinals would end up dipping into the outfield market to see if anybody would be a good fit. Now, the guys at redwoodranch.com came up with four names and they were pretty solid ones. Um, I, I it was hard to get better than that. Like I, I went through the free agent outfielders to be, it was like, yeah, these all make some sense. So we'll unveil them and discuss them next right here on Locked on Cardinals. Now I've been talking to you about bird dogs since the, since the spring. And a lot of you guys jumped on board. You picked up some shorts, game changing shorts, as I like to call them for yourselves. And I'm sure you loved them. All right. For those of you who did not, 
It's okay. We're not mad at you. We're not mad at you. You still got time to get in on the most comfortable and best looking shorts that you can get. I personally wear them for all sorts of occasions uh, because they're that comfortable and they look nice. Like, you know how like your wife or your girlfriend, you put something on and they'll be like, eh, maybe you'll change that. Don't have to worry about that with bird dogs. Never has happened to me with bird dogs. Other stuff, yes. Not with my bird dogs, okay? So uh, I wear them when we're, we're going shopping. You know, you got to take that trip to to Target or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, put them on. Lunch or dinner with the family. They look good for that. Uh, got to go watch your kids play sports, soccer, football. Uh, while the weather is nice, these shorts are perfect. Uh, going golfing with the boys. Love them when I go golfing. It's my favorite time to wear my bird dogs is when I'm going golfing with the boys. Nothing better than the bird dogs. So, um you should get some of these. You should get some of these. They fit way better than regular shorts. I promise you that. They're not made of the stiff, restricting cotton that other brands make their shorts out of. They're comfortable. They're relaxed. They fix the issue uh, uh, about all the the just, you know, tightness that goes on there by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. It stretches. So you're not all bunched up and it gives you a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice your movement. Uh, if you're a sweatier type of person, I know they're out there. Bird dogs are perfect for you because of the anti-stink sweat whipping fabric. It's one of the reasons why I love them when I go golfing. They keep you cool. They keep you dry. What you need to do if you want to get your hands on some is go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter the promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. Another thing that bird dogs will give you that is perfect for the golf course. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave comments on YouTube uh, as well as on Twitter X anytime you guys want to. Your feedback is always welcome and encouraged. I've uh, been enjoying the conversation with other locked on Cardinal fans uh, during these playoffs, even though our team's not playing, we we've got a lot of interest because we're baseball fans. So uh, get in on the conversation. Speaking of a conversation credit to uh, Thomas Galvin at redbirdranch.com for putting this. Uh, it's a list together of outfielders that may or may not be a fit with the Cardinals next season. If some trades were to occur, obviously if they don't move anybody in the outfield, there's nowhere to put anybody new. So there's no reason to go shopping for any outfielders, but I think we can all agree that after they spend money on whatever free agent pitchers they bring in, they're probably going to move a couple pieces to try to get their hands on another one. Okay. So here's the top four that they came up with at redbirdranch.com. First on the list is one Kevin Kiermeyer. All right. Now, my wife would be very upset if Kiermeyer came to the Cardinals. <laughs> she thinks he is an extremely attractive man, a fox, if you will. And is actually begging for her Reds to bring him uh, over for next season. But this is not about her. This is about the Cardinals. And here's what Thomas says about Kevin Kiermeyer. He is known for his defensive prowess in center. In his senior career, he has accumulated 92 outs above average with 12 outs above average just this past year in Toronto. Kiermeyer has also shown the ability to hit well, particularly against right-handed pitchers. His career OPS plus against righties is 105 with a slugging percentage in the low 400s. He would immediately slot into the center field position for the Cardinals in 2024. The 33-year-old isn't a stout offensive player, but the Cardinals can live with an OPS in the mid-700s if his defense stands the test of time. 
Now, should the Cardinals sign Kiermaier, that would give them more flexibility across the field. Any one of Tommy Edmond, Nolan Gorman, or Brendan Donovan could become huge trade pieces for a starting pitcher. His signing would also allow the Cardinals to trade one of Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson, assuming they are on the trade block. Additionally, Lars Newbar and Jordan Walker can be the primary players in the corner spots in the outfield. Now, um, I've, I've been a fan of Kevin Kiermaier since he was with Tampa Bay, which I and mean, I'm talking about early years with Tampa Bay because he would do Jimmy Edmonds type of stuff in the outfield. I am a sucker for a good defensive player. I always have been. My favorite player, Ozzy Smith, who wasn't a great hitter. You know, he, he was solid. He got better as time went on. But the defense, man, the defense is uh, is huge, especially in center field. And Lord knows we love our center fielders in St. Louis. To be, We want them to be really, really, really good defensively. And that's what he can provide. And like Thomas mentioned, finding someone who hits righties better than Dylan Carlson, which isn't too hard to do, would be a nice piece to have. Now, be warned, injuries are a thing with Kiermaier. He played in 129 games last year, which is plenty for me. Like if he pull, if he came to the Cardinals, played in 129, I'm good with that. That's solid. But he's only played more than that in one other season. That was back in 2015 when he played in 151. He's had one other 129 game season under his belt, and the rest of them injuries. Got to get the best of them. Um, the Cardinals don't need every hitter to be a superstar slugger. The idea that we need a guy who's a gold glover, clubs 30 home runs, hits 300, steals 30, but like that, we can't do that at every position. You don't have to do that at every position. So if he could stay healthy, then he and Carlson can hold down the fort and center field for the season. If you know, Carlson's not dealt, I would like this signing. If that, if that's what took place, you know, Carlson hits, the uh, lefties very, very well. Kiermaier would be on the other side and can go up against the righties. Made $9 million bucks this past year with Toronto, so it wasn't like it's going to cost you a, a crap load of money to sign this guy. I like it. I think it's a good fit. Uh, next on the list is someone we are all very familiar with, and that is former Cardinal Harrison Bader. Oh, yeah. Bringing Darth Bader home would be fantastic. Fans would love it. He's obviously very comfortable in St. Louis, and I've always been a fan of his attitude and his energy that he brings to the clubhouse, something I think this Cardinals team sorely missed last year. Uh, he had Newbar going on the IL multiple times, so and he's kind of the charismatic guy that you see on the field all the time. And with him not around, it just didn't look like the dugout was lifeless sometimes. And I know losing is a big part of that, but at the same time, like, you're watching the playoffs right now, and you see the Phillies losing their minds when they hit a home run. Like, I want that kind of energy all the time. I don't think it needs to be a playoff game for you to be excited about your teammates and stuff. I mean, there were moments we saw the Cardinals would hit a meaningful home run in a game, and nobody would budge. It, it was just like a, it was like a, a, like a morgue down there. And Harrison Bader would help change that. Um. I mean, imagine getting the band back together again with Nude O'Neill in left, Bader Carlson in center, and then Walker in right field. Like, that'd be cool. Here's what Thomas from uh, RedbirdRants.com had to say about Bader. Um, Bader is a slightly less polished fielder than Kiermaier, but he is four years younger and maybe more apt to sign with St. Louis for a reunion tour. 
Bader racked up nine outs against average this year in center, and he has multiple years in double digits, including 2018, where he accumulated 18 OAA. The main concern with Harrison, however, is the offensive abilities. He peaked in 2021 with an OPS plus of 114. Since then, he has yet to surpass an OPS plus of 85 in a complete season. His on-base percentage has simply not been good these last two years in New York and Cincinnati, and he is walking at a career low rate of 4.3%, which is in the bottom 6% of the league. His best offensive seasons came in St. Louis, so perhaps a return to the familiar confines of Bush Stadium would allow him to return to his old self. Um, You know, when Bader got healthy and then was in the playoffs with the Yankees, they're pretty good then. They, They loved him then. Uh, but injuries kept kept taking the best of them. So the concerns there for injuries with Bader, they, they are real, just like it is with Kevin Kiermeyer. But the idea is that they wouldn't have to play 150 games. Like you have, you know, depth around your outfield to make it so they don't have to do that. And if they were to miss a week with a tweak or something, you'd be okay. You'd be able to survive. Now this year, Everybody got hurt, <laughs> except Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker got uh, sent down, but he, he never had to deal with any major injuries or anything like that. But you lost O'Neal, Carlson, and Newt Bar, and that was catastrophic, right? So you want to set yourself up where if somebody were like that to go down, you got a better, you can slide right in, or he's your starting center fielder from the get-go, and then you get rid of some guys, and then you have, say, like a Newt, Bader, Walker, starting three on a normal day. I mean, I, I would be tickled to see Bader back in St. Louis next season. And he can grow his hair out again. He looks like a little kid with his hair cut off like that. I don't like it. Grow the locks back. Come back to St. Louis. We're going to get into the final two names on the list next on Locked on Cardinals. Plus, one Cardinal got nominated for a gold glove today. And it's not Nolan Arenado. It's not Nolan Arenado. We'll talk about it next on Locked on Cardinals. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets. That is guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So let me break that down for you. $5 bet. You win, you get $200 in bonus bets. You lose, you get $200 in bonus bets. What? So even if you lose, you win. You're coming out on top. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's really no better time to get in on the action. First and foremost, app, very easy to use. Wide range of betting options, which include uh, spreads. You got player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. Uh, talking about week seven of the NFL, get started on Thursday. You got the four and two Jacksonville Jaguars, three and three New Orleans Saints. Uh, the game's in New Orleans. The Saints are now one and a half favorites in this one. Uh, Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence had that knee injury but has progressed well enough. Looks like he's going to go. So you saw that line change a little bit from yesterday. Got the over-under. That hardly moved. It's now 39.5. And And again, the Saints D has been very good this season. None of their games have yet to reach a combined 39 points. So the under kind of stands out to me on that one. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season. Win big. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
So next on the list of outfielders that the Cardinals could be interested in for next season, this according to our good friends over at RedbirdRants.com, who I, I hope you go check them out if you haven't already become somebody who bookmarks them and gets in uh, on the action. They do so much good writing over there. Just fun, entertaining stuff about the Cardinals. Like, that's great. So next on the list here, we got Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Currently playing with the Diamondbacks in the NLCS against the Philadelphia Phillies, the juggernaut Phillies. Um, Thomas says this about Gurriel Jr., that in his six-year career, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. has a career OPS uh, OPS plus of 118 and an OPS just shy of 800 at 791. Gurriel primarily plays left field, but has also seen some time at first base, although those appearances have decreased over the years. Gurriel has also played up the middle in the infield, but he hasn't logged innings at shortstop or second base in quite a while. He would be the Cardinals' primary left fielder. Gurriel Jr. has also been a supreme hitter with runners in scoring position. Triple slash of 295, 341, and 470 would immediately improve the Cardinals' woes in those situations from 2023. Says Gurriel's defense is right about league average as he tallied one OAA this year in left field. That's outs above average. Uh, should the Cardinals sign Gurriel, one of Tommy Edmond, Dylan Carlson, Lars Newport, or Tyler O'Neill would have to play center field. Gurriel's signing, since he is primarily a corner outfielder, complicates the roster and truly would create a logjam. However, his bat would be significantly better than Dylan Carlson's or Tyler O'Neill's, despite the latter's former MVP showing in 2021. Should the Cardinals sign Lourdes Gurriel Jr., the team's defense would take a hit, but their offense would surely improve. Now, I like Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Clearly, offense, as Thomas mentions there, is what he's best known for. Like, he's not a scrub in the outfield, but it's he's more of an offensive threat. And I think that Lars Newbar and Dylan Carlson can man if it's up to if those are the two that are left they can man center field just fine i'm not concerned about that at all we know tommy edmund can do it as well the dude was shockingly amazing in center field this year i mean did anybody else find that wild that at one point tommy edmund the 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 goal glove second baseman who had moved to short was now playing center field and doing it really really well like amazingly well I mean, I was like, I cannot believe he's pulling this off, but he did it. Can he do it again? I don't know if he could play center field, you know, full time, but move him around on the infield. And then he, I, he, he was fine there to me. Um, so if you had to move on from O'Neill, which I think a lot of us are ready to do and having a, a Guriel new bar Walker outfield, although not the best defensively, certainly provides more punch to that lineup. If that's what you're looking for, he's going to be 30. So a big long-term deal, probably out of the question. I mean, he's not going to ask for like seven years or something like that. I wouldn't think. I'm not sure Arizona lets him get away, to be honest with you, because they got a very young outfield with uh, Thomas in center, uh, Corbin Carroll in right, and then Guriel in left. They're not really spending any money on those other two yet. So I don't see why he wouldn't just stick around in Arizona, but you never know. Uh, 24 home runs, 82 RBIs. I don't know if Arizona wants to let wants to let that get away. But if you want to go the offensive route, then he is certainly someone who belongs on the the list here. And uh, speaking of offense, other than Shohei Otani, 
not a bigger offensive bat that's going to be on this free agent market this offseason than that of the guy who comes in at number one on this list, and that is former NL MVP Cody Bellinger. That's right. Now, he and the Cubs have a mutual option at $12 million for 2024, but he ain't sticking around for that. Not after what he just did in Chicago, 307, 26 dingers, 97 ribbies in 130 games. He is not playing for $12 million this year. He's He bet on himself after the, the shoulder injury that gave him so much trouble for the previous two seasons. Apparently, it did get it did heal and he was finally healthy. And they tried to tell everybody. They're like, look, the shoulder was a problem. It is healed. We're good to go. Who wants Cody Bellinger? This after, you know, the Dodgers were like, nah, we're we're moving on. The Cubs took full advantage of it. They took a flyer on him, gave him, I think it was like 17 and a half this year, and then the $12 million mutual option. And they're like, we'll bet on you. And he came through. He came through. Thomas says this about Belly. Cody can play center field very well. Has played in the corner outfield before. He can also be featured at first base. His defensive flexibility would allow the Cardinals to trade from their depth, similar to the situation if they signed either Harrison Bader or Kevin Kiermaier. Additionally, Bellinger would be able to fill in at first for Paul Goldschmidt on his days off or the days when he is the designated hitter. Bellinger was also a very strong hitter with runners in scoring position with a 263, 362, 475 slash line. Signing Bellinger would cost the team a lot of money. The 28-year-old outfielder will probably demand a multi-year contract nearly 8 to 10 years in length. If the front offense wants to beef up its lineup offensively and defensively, Cody Bellinger would be the ideal candidate. They can then trade from their depth to get a front-end starter, and the Cardinals can sign another pitcher from the mid-tier list this offseason with any leftover money. All right. For just a moment, Okay, just a moment. As ludicrous <laughs> as it may sound, go ahead and shut your eyes. Shut your eyes, unless you're driving. Don't do that. But shut your eyes and just kind of let yourself imagine what Cody Bellinger in this Cardinals lineup would look like. Shh, just, just shut your mouth. Don't ruin it by talking. Don't tell me it can't happen. Let's just let's just think about this, okay? Let me let me paint a picture for you real quick. Lars Newtbar with that great on-base percentage leading off. Paul Goldschmidt bats second. Cody Bellinger bats third. Nolan Arenado is your four-hitter. Nolan Gorman is your five-hitter. Wilson Contreras batting sixth. Batting seventh, Tommy Admin. Batting eighth. Wait, did I do it? Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Walker batting eighth. And then a Donovan or Win as your nine hitter. How about that as your starting lineup? Let me count that and make sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I got 10 guys listed there. So Donovan would be kind of the odd man out. Maybe he gets traded. I don't know. But think about that for just a minute. And it would go, check it out. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Switch hitter, righty, lefty, or a righty. How about that? Okay, now, snap back to reality, because I don't think the Cardinals are spinning the dough it takes to get Cody Bellinger. I really don't. Sorry, that money is probably going to pitching, for sure, but wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun? I mean, imagine his bat going into that lineup. That would be sick. That would be sick. But they're not going to spend the money on him. Now, some other names that 
you might see and recognize that are going to be free agents as well. Uh, Jack Peterson, who just like a year or two ago, everybody was like, get Jack Peterson. Oh, he's going to be available again. Uh, Joey Gallo. Teoscar Hernandez. J.D. Martinez. Great first name. Jorge Soler from the Marlins. Andrew McCutcheon is up again. Adam Duvall. Jesse Winker. Eddie Rosario. Got a few former Cardinals that are set to become free agents as well. Jason Hayward. Randall Gritchick. Tommy Pham. What do you guys think? Comments and suggestions below on YouTube, on Twitter X. What do you guys think about the list? Out of those four that we named, Kevin Kiermeyer, Harrison Bader, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Cody Bellinger. Who do you want? Who do you want? And just remember, if you sign somebody like Bellinger, there's not as much money to go get yourself a pitcher. Just remember that. Final order of business today. Gold Glove finalists were announced, and the unthinkable has happened. Nolan Arenado is not a finalist. It happened. His string of 10 consecutive Gold Gloves will end this season. Uh, I blame the guys over at Locked on Pirates. I blame Ethan. He was the one who was talking smack before the season, telling me how he, Brian Hayes, could have won last year, and he's going to take it from Nolan Arenado this year. I said, you stop your nonsense. Not going to happen. Cardinals are going to win the division and no one's going to win another glove, maybe a platinum. And none of that came true. Um, and it's a shame because Nolan, Nolan Ardano is still an elite third baseman, as elite as anyone else in the league. But this year, he just wasn't as good. People were better than him. The Pirates, Key Brian Hayes. The Rockies, Ryan McMahon. And the Braves, Austin Riley. Your finalists over at third base, over Nato. And Ethan's not wrong. Hayes should have won the award last year, probably. So uh, I'll give it, he'll be my pick this year. Perhaps this will inspire and motivate Nolan even more for next year when uh, the Cardinals Revenge Tour takes place around the country. Because that's what's coming. Uh, one Cardinal was nominated for a gold glove this year. Congratulations to Tommy Edmund, finalist for the Utility Gold Glove Award that was won by Brendan Donovan last year as a rookie. Edmund played 51 games at second base. He had 40 starts, 48 games at shortstop, 46 of those starts, 42 in center field, 37 of those starts, and six in right field. All six of those were starts. Uh, made just eight errors on the season, and none of them happened when he was in the outfield, which is the place that was the most foreign to him <laughs> out of every spot that he played. So Tommy Edmund's good, great utility player. Uh, the other finalists uh, in this category – Kind of tough. You got the Dodgers' Mookie Betts, who's also up for the gold glove in right field, and the Padres' Hassan Kim, who was also a finalist at second base. So maybe they win their gold gloves at those positions, and then it's Tommy's for the taking in the utility role. Former Cardinal Lane Thomas, by the way, finalist in right field in the National League, and then uh, Kevin Kiermaier, who we've talked about today, up as a finalist for center field in the American League. So let me know what your comments about uh, these outfielders. If you know you're trading pieces away to go get the pitchers that you want, you got to fill those holes. Who do you like the most? Want to hear from you. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. 
Twitter X, by the way. Like, subscribe on YouTube, help our channel, love for the Cardinals grow. You are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.